Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active podcast. I've got another guest with me today. I've got Joe with me, uh, who is a member of our Adamstown gym. So thanks, Joe, for coming on with me, mate. No worries, mate. Glad to be on. Thanks for the invite. Joe uh, Joe has been training with us for quite a while now. And before he joined, his partner, Sam, was training with us. And it was actually Joe who put, um, put us in touch with Sam originally. So uh, that was back... Oh, what was that? Started twenty twenty one, maybe. Am I getting that yeah, right? Yeah, I think so, mate. Like it just, I know it seems like a while now, but um, goes real quick, right? Yeah, so. going on a few years. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about time before you know we we met you and got to know you and Sam a bit better. Had had you ever done any sort of gym work uh, in the past? Been a member of a gym or done any like group training stuff? Uh, not group training, like I, I had done gym work, um, but kind of just left to your own device, you know, that type of thing where you just walk in and you might do a class here and there or some um, weights and, but nothing is kind of formal group work as what, um, what breakthrough yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Most, most people that sort of get started with us, they may have dabbled in bits and pieces of it, but not really anything, um, to sort of, I guess, set, you know, as opposed to what, yeah. what they're sort of doing now. But you, you played a fair bit of sort of sport growing up from what I understand. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I've always been really sporty, like particularly, you know, as a kid and into my teens and early adulthood. Um, you know, I've I was um, been a mad cricketer all my life, you know, so into junior cricket. Um, also really big into hockey. Um, so... Yeah, it was always like cricket in the summer, hockey in, in the winter time, you know, right up until, you know, 21, 22. Um, yeah, it has been a big part of my life. Yeah. Tell us, um, I was a bit of a cricketer growing up, but from what I understand, you were kind of at a pretty pretty top level. I have heard through the grapevine. So tell us about oh, who you played with and where you played around and everything. Yeah. So like not elite, elite or anything like that, but um you know, I I did take it pretty seriously, um, like in the local comp and, um, you know, when I when I turned 18, finished school, I, uh, I, I didn't want to go to university. I just wanted to take a year off. And so um, I went over to England, um, set up myself in, in London for a few weeks and then ended up finding a cricket club in Surrey and played for a club called uh, Frimley Park Cricket Club. Okay. And yeah, just had had one of those um, gap years. Worked at a pub, played cricket on the weekend, and um, and just loved it. Like absolutely had a ball. Um, and then came back, started uni, and still played cricket. I played um, all my juniors for West, um, and then you know played grade cricket, um, played some first grade, that type of thing. Nice. Yeah. How was your? Uh... I mean, how did the cricket fare over in England? I, I know a few people who have done that, and I mean, that's kind of 
what uh, a lot of the good players will do because obviously you can't play cricket in the, the winter time here. So they'll kind of yeah. play the summer here, go over, get the winter in there, and then they're playing sort of, you know, eight or nine months yeah. a year. How was the, the level and the quality over there? Oh, really good. Like surprisingly pretty good. Um, interestingly, I didn't get selected in the top grade um, when I went over there. I... Um, Although I was probably probably good enough to get into the team, they had this like unreal Aussie from Latrobe in um, Tasmania. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know whether you know this, but in England, when you're playing cricket, they've kind of got this one Aussie rule, or they did at the time. Oh, really? No, I didn't. Yeah, know. They, did, they, they did at the time when um, when I was over there. So ah. this guy kind of got like the top pick as the Aussie. So I, I, um, I wasn't selected, and so I played in the team, you know, below until they found out that I was travelling on an Irish passport because um, my <laughs> old man was Irish, so and I was a dual citizen, so they right. ended up actually playing as an Irishman rather than <laughs> I ended up getting put up into the, um, you know, into the higher team yeah, cool. and playing with Aussie, who was just, like, spectacular. Like, he, he scored 100 and took a hat-trick in the same game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, unreal. Um, What's his name? Would 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 I know him as he played? Oh, his name's like, like I'm still mates with him on Facebook. Um, Paul. So he's probably going to watch this. You know, oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm tagged on Facebook. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's I didn't know of that rule, but I guess Aussies must have a pretty good reputation as being good players, so they they don't want them just to come in and take over the, the comp. Well, they did at the time. Like that was, you know, when, when yeah. I went over there, there was a time when you know Warren and you know McGrath and you know Ponting and all those guys were still at the top. Like Australia's, yeah. you know, right up. But, um, whether or not that's still a rule now, who knows? But um, well, I've always sort of wondered. Like, obviously, when you watch the Ashes or you watch cricket in England, there's a lot of like rained out days and things. So. Was there a bit? Of, was there a lot of that? Like, was it just more rain than normal, or was it? Did they kind of uh, had good drainage and stuff, and to kind of help that? Yeah. Well, look, it was two thousand and what was it? Two thousand and two. So it was quite a like. Mm. I'm looking back on it now. It's like no, no, two thousand and four. <laughs> sorry, was when I yeah. went over there. So yeah, like you know, almost twenty years ago. But um, I can't remember there being too much like cancellations. Like, yeah. I think we got. Mustn't have been too bad. The best thing over there was just not necessarily the standard of cricket or anything. What I remember is the facilities, like the white picket fences, you know, the clubhouses, um, the lush grounds, like a really nice rolled green. Um, That's what I kind of remember. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of got that impression. It feels like everything would be done pretty well over there yeah yeah it's like your quintessential like tea was like everyone having their tea you know? <laughs> <laughs> very cucumbers you know yeah, yeah like yeah cucumber yeah. sandwiches and that type of thing yeah cool experience though would have been for sure oh, yeah the young fella it was like unreal you know i learned a lot not only you know like cricket and sport but just you know how to be independent and living overseas yeah yeah all that good stuff yeah. but it's um when I I've been to England a few times, but I was visiting a friend of mine a couple of years ago, and it was when the Ashes were on, and we we're watching the Ashes mm. at a pub, and we were the only two people in the pub watching the cricket. Everyone else was watching the EPL that was on oh, afternoon yeah. too. So it's like 
It's. I feel yeah. like it's not even close to being the most popular sport no, <laughs> over no, there. No, no, no. I mean, and in Australia, I mean, I think it would probably go close. But yeah, over there, they just love the EPL. I mean, you would perform mad, right? Yeah, they love it. But and then hockey. Like I didn't actually know you played hockey, but that kind of feeds into to cricket. I mean, the whole hand-eye coordination. I feel like a lot of good batsmen would be decent at hockey. So do you did you find a lot of carryover? Yeah, definitely. Just that kind of you know striking. Um, you know, hitting the ball type thing, hand eye, like you said. Um, fitness wise, it's completely like different. Oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't say cricket. There's much like um, <laughs> running around endurance yeah. unless you're actually out there batting or bowling. You know, for longer periods of time. But yeah, like fit. Um, fitness wise, like hockey's crazy. Like it, it's um super quick. Um, you know, you're pretty much sprinting all the time, you know, up and back. Um, it's pretty dynamic. Mm. Uh, I love it. in that respect. I mean, just the amount of movement you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um love yeah, loved loved hockey. I haven't played it probably, you know, for 10, 10, 15 years now, but um yeah, played again, played a pretty high level in Newcastle and um yeah, as a kid like rep type teams and, yeah. and love it like it's a great game hockey's yeah. fantastic you'd probably Under- be a pretty handy golfer as well i imagine if you put a bit of time no in. terrible <laughs> like, i have a terrible slice like um, so I've, like i've got to compensate like i like you know in the other way this way and then yeah um, no, i'm a shock golfer couple of lessons might fix you up mate but <laughs> did um with with hockey, obviously a lot of lot of fitness stuff, like you mentioned, and, and cricket. I mean, there's there's more fitness in cricket now. Like if you were playing at that level, you know, when you're 20 years younger, like could probably be different. But you know, with hockey, what did the training side of it look like? Was it kind of uh, not much, or just sort of as in like you go and just train and do your, your skills, and that was your fitness? Or yeah, was it, it was really skill based. Like, yeah, very much just skill based type of stuff at training, like nothing really on the fitness side of things. So it was kind of just you have to do your own thing and um, like to maintain that pretty high standard. And then it was just match day type stuff. The thing with like hockey, I found like after a while, it was just pretty taxing on your body, even like, you know, I pro- now, like, God, be like, it'd be, it'd be awful. Like, <laughs> I'm a bit, bit older now, but um. <laughs> You know, like you know, early twenties to mid twenties, you'd play, you you might play like you know, second grade, and then get asked to go, you know, do for some first grade stuff too, and like, yeah, it's hard work, and I ended up with chin splints, and you know, because it's just that constant, you know, pounding on that um, yeah, astro and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was pretty rough on the body, like a lot of running and like um. And, and just on your joints too, like turning yeah. and stopping changing, that type well, of thing. Yeah, I mean, although it's on AstroTurf, it's effect, it's effectively concrete, right? Like it wouldn't be sort of yeah, well, too far. There's only, yeah, AstroTurf, like, you know, just that much of it and then it's straight on the concrete and it's just yeah. like kind of so, on you. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of sports, because even like things like soccer and stuff, I mean, obviously that's on grass, so it's a little bit more forgiving, but it's the the change of directions. And a lot, a lot of women who have played netball, um, you know, a lot, they have those sorts of knee injuries and because it's just going from like a sprint to a stop and changing direction. So throw a couple of sticks into the mix and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think there'd be, uh, yeah, probably a few people that end up a bit worse for wear after their, their hockey career. Yeah. 
Absolutely. A few of the girls who come into the gym actually play in Newcastle and play at a decent level, but sounds like sounds like pretty good. Yeah, fun. and I can I could kind of see how like doing the group training, like how like breakthrough would get you to a really, you know, good standard of cardio that would make life a lot easier mm. for um you know, for hockey. Yeah. And and I think that's you know, I mean, the type of training we do, and, and to be honest, like a lot of the training that, you know, a lot of other gyms do as well, it just, for people who are involved with sport, it, it ties in very well, although it's not like sport specific, it just keeps that like general level of fitness. And yeah. Things. So exactly. you can transition into the, the season or, you know, whatever part of the season you're in quite well. So, mm. you know, normally for any sport, whether it's footy, you know, cricket to an mm. extent, but hockey, I'm sure, soccer, like you've got that sort of pre-season in the first month or two of the season where you're a bit out of shape and yeah, you know, sucking in the big ones a, a, a lot. So I yeah. I have definitely had a lot of a lot of people over the years who have been training regularly and they start their mm. season and they're like, I was running rings around, you know, everyone else in the team because they hadn't been training and, and I had. Exactly. So, you just got that good baseline, right? Like they yeah. just kind of kept even um, I've started playing touch footy again and we had our first game of the season um, two weeks ago and mm. they they lit, like some of the guys in the team really good touch football players but they hadn't played they hadn't done any fitness stuff since the last game yeah. in like November so it was like three months yeah. and I was sort of said oh you guys been like you know doing anything and they're like oh no like F no touches Touch as a game you don't want to be coming into. <laughs> yeah. Not much fitness. Like. No, but it's it's amazing just sort of how quickly you can get out of shape from not sort of, if that is how you keep oh, in shape absolutely. through sport, like to stop and. 100%, mate. Time to it. start again. And I noticed that even like just over the Christmas break, like even just one week, like or a couple of weeks, like doesn't take you too fast too much to get back to where you were but like just that first few you know sessions you're going oh geez so it doesn't take much to lose it yeah no and and i think normally when when i mean like to that example over the christmas period like we're not really living a very healthy lifestyle typically in that (laughs) (laughs) eating and drinking and maybe a bit less sleep than normal so it's kind of compounded but yeah it, it feels like you're back at sort of square one but it's certainly not the case you you can get it back pretty quick but it's a bit of a reality check when you're like oh shit like i've got to well i think i had an, a bit more of an extended christmas break <laughs> <laughs> did, it, yeah. did it tough for a bit but yeah tell us well. um tell us a little bit about your music career as well mate i i have heard a few snippets from sam and i think tell oh. me if i'm wrong but that's actually how you guys met like through music uh no not so sam and i met actually through west leagues club so we were both oh, okay. working in, in the bar together but, oh okay um, i must have got that yeah wrong. but sam, sam did a music degree yeah um so she she has a love and passion for music and i always have played guitar and did a little singing songwriting type stuff there for a while um these days i just keep my music to the classroom with the kids <laughs> um i don't take it that seriously but um, yeah, look, I like through high school involved in bands and you know that type of thing. Um, always loved you know guitar and mm, yeah, cool. And you got a few um, hits on Spotify, I, I hear. Oh, do I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, unless I'm completely getting this wrong, but uh, when Sam has told me, she's like, if you go deep enough, or mate, if it's not Spotify, it's on like one of the old like MySpace. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, your MySpace profile. I need to. I need to dig that up. No, but I love. I love um, guitar. I like music, and got a lot of muso friends um, in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, and then for a little while there, you and Sam were um, part owners of the pub in town, the Rogue Scholar. Yeah, and yeah, and again, like few... music. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say we had a few of our social sort of things there when you guys were there, but yeah, a lot of sort of live music there. Was that sort of part of the reason you wanted to get into that? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, live music venue and a few mates of mine. You know, um, you know, had a regular spot there and could use some of the contacts that I'd made over the years to, um, yeah, get people to play there and that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah that was that was. Um, great for that period of time and then yeah like just more of a focus on the kids and and family life and and settling down a little bit more yeah um, it's been great yeah and i think it's a credit to both you guys i mean we have we have uh we have sort of well, i'll be guessing but you know a handful of sort of husband and wife combinations who who come in but i always do commend you guys for for making it work when you know, in the afternoon, you'll come often to an earlier session and then you'll tag tag out and switch the yeah. kids over and then Sam will do the yeah. one after you or, or the, the later one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of obviously a fine balance for, for a lot of people, but like how have you found it with you guys? Obviously, you're both doing it together. Has that sort of helped because you're both obviously supporting each other through it all? So talk a bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, if it hadn't been for Sam at the gym, I wouldn't have, you know, joined and we kind of push each other along and encourage each other to make the step to, you know, do that session. Um, like, well, first of all, we're really lucky that we've got two kids that are pretty, pretty good and flexible and, yeah. you know, and can survive if mum's here or, and, and, you know, mum can go out and dad can look after for, for a bit. So that, that's cool. Having kids, you know, that, that um are, are like that um but you know we've always kind of you know prioritized it as well like making sure that that's part of what we do for our week because um you know i don't i'm not can't speak for sam but i know i know she really loves it but for me you know it's something that i feel like i have to do i'm a better person through the day and through the week when i do work out um so i guess it's just like making it a priority and um yeah, you know, checking in with each other and, you know, if I've missed a couple of days, Sam will go, oh, look, Joe, you know, you probably be going tomorrow and I'll do the same for her and, and um, yeah, we just keep each other a bit accountable. Yeah, yeah, it works well. And, and I think, you know, there are sometimes, um, you know, we hear of examples of couple or, you know, like let's say it's the woman or the man and their partner doesn't work out and not that they're actively against them, but they're kind of saying, oh, you know, just stay in bed this morning or come home after work or whatever. And it kind of can be hard to to sort of put the foot down and say, oh, you know, like, no, I'll need to go. But I think it's great that you guys are both sort of supporting each other and yeah, a bit of extra accountability if, if you've had a few days off and yeah. And the hardest thing is actually just making that decision to go, like just actually put, you know, going out the front door, like that's the hardest thing. You know, yeah, that's the first step that you got to make. You know, and and once you do that, it's good. You just yeah. get in the car, and go and, and you work out, and it's fine. Yeah, and that and that's sort of for us. We we are really big on just attendance and just showing up because, like yeah. you were saying, like previously when you'd done like your own thing at the gym, you know, we hear a lot of people that talk about doing that. And maybe they get to the gym, but they kind of fart ass around a bit, or they'll 
mm. do a few sets of this, a bit of treadmill, and then they'll leave after 20 minutes type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But obviously the group don't yeah, have it. Yeah, like, um, it's been the ones where, like, the sessions where I've felt a little bit flat, oh, geez, do I really want to go, like, or in the morning or in the afternoon, and then well, I generally work out of the afternoon, might have had a tough day at school or whatever. It's those ones that I've kind of tended to be the best ones for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I don't know what that is, but... Um, I think it's a just a bit of a feeling of accomplishment too because you know that, like, you felt like crap and it would have been easier to go home so you get it done and you feel good for yeah. it. Not every day you're ready and raring to come in and knock yeah. it out of the park, so you take a bit more accomplishment knowing that you've done it after a shitty day. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, but look, I'm sounding like I don't enjoy it. It's awesome. (laughs) It sounds like it's the worst thing ever, but it's not at all. I actually genuinely love going, you know, I look forward to it. Um, You know, seeing seeing the other guys there in the gym and the trainers and, you know, the fact that each day is a little bit different and, um, you know, so it keeps it relevant and fresh and, uh, yeah, I genuinely enjoy working out. Yeah. No, it's great to hear, mate, and and we'll we'll wrap it up there. But we we love having you, having you both come in, and and like I said, you know, we we know it's not easy managing a young family, and with you both doing it and working full time and the rest of it, and I think it's fantastic. You've both made it a priority and making it happen. And a couple of years on, and you guys are still with us, so we appreciate all the support. No love having you guys all with it in the park. Oh, we love it too. Yeah, and looking forward to the next few years. Yeah, Righto. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. See ya. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.